This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Today, we're talking about clearing the obstacles out of your life. And I don't know if you're anything like me in this, but many, 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 many times in my life, I have felt that my goals are big and I'm even inspired by them but not inspired enough to overcome those pesky day-to-day excuses. And even when I want something really badly and it matters to me and it's important to me, I've struggled to execute, to follow through, and to push through those moments where I'm thinking, I don't really care, even though I know I do care. We're going to dive into that today, and we're going to do so with Lindsay Mango. Lindsay Mango is a podcaster. She is a high-performance business and life coach, and she helps people clear out the obstacles in their way, in their business, also in their lives. And I wanted to talk to her about what are some of these common things that get in the way, but more importantly, what are the tools that you use with your clients to help people get out of their own way. Everybody's a little bit different, but I'm a big fan of having as many tools in the toolbox as we possibly can because some work for me and others don't. Some work for you and wouldn't work for me. And some tools worked for us last month, but aren't really hitting the spot this month. The more tools we can try on and try out and practice with, the more equipped we are And the less helpless and disempowered we feel when we inevitably come into those moments or seasons of life where the thing that used to get us out of bed in the morning or really psych us up to do the work just doesn't anymore. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation where we dive into what is in the way, what do we do about it, and how can we get into action, especially when we don't feel like it. I will link up everything Lindsay Mango in the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 718, primalpotential.com forward slash 718. You can connect with Lindsay on Instagram. You can check out her website to read more about her programs and services. But for now, I want to get right into the episode I think you're going to take a lot away from this one. Lindsay Mango, welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. Hi, Elizabeth. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I've really been looking forward to a conversation with you. I love watching your Instagram stories. I love seeing the energy that you bring and the energy that, from from my standpoint, that you really transfer to people when you are are talking to them. And I shared this with you before we started recording, but the theme of Primal Potential for 2020 is action and getting out of what is so easy to be in that learning mode where we're reading and we're listening and we're getting all excited and then we feel totally overwhelmed and (laughs) even more paralyzed than ever. And you're such a great person to 
help us break this down because we share a passion for helping people create change in their lives, whether that's business or personal or financial mindset, any arena of life, we definitely have that in common. And I'm just wondering from your perspective, are there some things that you see very regularly that people are either experiencing or doing that get in the way? And here's why I ask this question. This is a question I ask almost all of my clients. What do you feel is in the way? And people have a very difficult time articulating that. There'll be this general sense of like, well, me, I'm in the way, or, you know, I guess fear, but you have a very unique perspective because you see it from the outside looking in and you help people dissect that. What do you think is in the way for folks who want to create change, but maybe aren't consistently showing up to do the work? So the first thing that came to mind for me is that people have this misconception that when they go to take action and apply the work that they are learning or do the things they really want to do, that it's going to feel good. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I'm totally on board that life gets to feel like in flow and amazing and all the things, but I also understand and work to teach my clients that it's going to feel uncomfortable when you go to do things and apply things and take the action because if you were already the person who was doing the things and already taking the action, it would feel normal, right? And so the reason why you're not doing whatever actions you're trying to implement in your life, in your business, in your financial world, they feel uncomfortable because they're not a part of who you are yet. And so I think sometimes when people go to do something that is scary or that brings up fear, they immediately like think like, oh, something's gone wrong. I need to learn more or I need to like collect more information before I do something. When the reality is it's going to feel scary. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel like you're stretching yourself because it's not a part of who you are yet. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you're saying it's this expectation that it should just click, right? I've made this decision and the fact that I feel uncomfortable or I feel not ready or it feels weird must mean that I'm doing something wrong and therefore I should like back up. And you're saying, no, no, you're exactly where you need to be. Yes. It's a, it's a part, like I, I think of you know, the, the discomfort is literally like lifting weights mm-hmm. for your growth, right? Like yeah. that's help you step into being the type of person who can do these things. Um, and I think the other thing is just being afraid that you're like going to fail or that something's going to go wrong when you take the action. When in reality, to me, it's all just a giant experiment. You know, like when you take an action, you get feedback. And whether it goes exactly as planned or not, that feedback is so valuable and it's information that you can use to keep evolving and keep growing. And unless you're taking the action, you're, you're never going to actually know. Like, I love using this example. If you were to drive across the country, you can potentially think about, you know, what might go wrong and prepare a little bit for it. But if you're still sitting, we just did this, obviously. So (laughs) mine, we just moved to California from the Midwest, but, um, It's like if I stayed in Kentucky and didn't leave thinking about every single potential problem and every single potential failure, we would never actually like 
figure out that, oh my gosh, it's going to snow when we drive through the Rocky Mountains. Like we weren't prepared for that and we need to stop here. So it's like understanding that there's no such thing as failure. It's just feedback. It's just information. It's just an experiment. And the only way that you're going to learn and evolve is by walking down that path and trying something. When you said that, uh, starting something new is a lot like a workout. You know, I think that if you go into a new workout and it feels totally comfortable and you're totally equipped to handle it, you're probably doing the wrong thing. <laughs> totally. Like if I, my muscles aren't sore the day after, I'm like, man, I really didn't like do the thing, right? Like, right. Getting stronger. <laughs> right. Like if you're like, oh, I'm going to start working out and you go for a 400 meter walk and <laughs> you're just like, easy. Oh my gosh, that was so comfortable. There's no growth there for you. Exactly. Yes. hundred percent. I always tell people that this idea of failure depends on your perspective and your time horizon, right? Because if you thought that you were going to try this thing and you're going to get this result by next week, well, it's not that it was a failure. It's that you had a really short time horizon. And so there's like a time spectrum issue versus a performance issue. And there might be a perspective issue more than there is a performance issue. I agree with you 100% that those are two big things that get in people's way that don't have to. Once you change your perspective, guess what? You're free from that. It's going to be uncomfortable. There can be fears. That means you're on the right track, not necessarily that you're on the wrong track. So let's say you have a client and they're experiencing that discomfort and their, their mindset is, okay, I'm doing these things, Lindsay, but it feels really bad. And it's easier not to do it, right? It's easier to, to take the path that feels very comfortable, even if it doesn't get me where I want to go, because doing this thing that feels uncomfortable takes a lot of effort and a lot of attention and a lot of engagement when my attention and my effort and my engagement might be going in a million different directions. How do you help people? What are some of the tools or the strategies that you use with your clients to help them stay engaged? Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to sound a little cliche and I'm not like, I, I don't, it's funny. I've never really, I've never read the book start with why, but I do think the, the under it's so important and the understanding of why you're doing something mm -hmm. that matters to you and connecting it back to these small things you're doing every day is super important. Like I'll give you an example. I, I'm working on presence in my life and it's funny because it feels like, the, like taking massive action is kind of my what I'm used to doing, but being, being and being quiet and being silent is something that's challenging for me. And so when I have the intention of meditating and I just think it's just, okay, I'm going to sit on my meditation pillow for 20 minutes. And like, that's what I'm trying to do. When I just think about it like that, it doesn't have any meaning for me. And so it just feels like something that I'm just trying to check off and like, it, it doesn't really matter that much. But when I associated meditating and meditation to me being present on my wedding day and mm. that being something that is like so important to me like I just got chills even when I said that now the things that I'm doing on the meditation pillow are 10 times more important because they're connected to something that matters mm. and so I think the biggest thing is is gaining an understanding for my clients and for those listening too of of why this is actually really important right it's not just about you know starting the business 
Like, why is that important to you and your mission and your life and what you're doing or getting fit, right? Like, why is that important? It's not, not just about looking great or feeling great, right? Like, what is that connected to? Does that mean you can play with your kids? Uh, does that mean that you'll live longer and feel better? Does that mean you'll have more confidence? Like really digging in layer by layer and connecting it back to what really matters and remembering that, right? Like, you know, so if I have a client that's in that space, I'm going to ask them like, why does this actually matter to you? What happens if this doesn't happen? And then associating these small things with getting one step closer to that thing. And I think it's so easy to get lost in like the whirlwind of, you know, sometimes it might take you two years to get to whatever goal you're working towards. But if you can start to look at these little daily actions as things that are getting you one inch closer, one step closer to that thing that matters to you, then it's going to help you stay engaged. I love that you brought up layer by layer. And here's why I think that's so important. Most times we go one layer deep, you know, why do you want to lose weight? Because I'm overweight. You know, why do you want to start a business? Because I want to work for myself. And when we come up against those moments of discomfort, that doesn't really speak to our drive. It's not the thing that makes us push through the, I don't care. I don't want to. I'm tired. Not today. I'll start tomorrow. We do have to go layer by layer. And I remember, and gosh, people that listen to my podcast have heard me say this 10,000 times because it goes through my own head like 10,000 10, times a day. I had a yoga instructor who said once that tension is the beginning of the pose and not the end of it. Mm. Oh, and I, I love that. Right? I love that on so many levels. Like every single, every single dynamic of life that totally applies to. But what I think about in this context is, People get that first answer, that first impulse, like, oh, because I want to I wanna be more confident. Oh, because I want to have more money. And it's like, I got an answer and I did it fast, like points for me. <laughs> Yay, I'm done. I can move on to the next thing without realizing that the thing that is really going to get you through the tough moments is probably a little bit deeper than that. Totally. And without a coach, most people aren't digging to that. I wouldn't have gotten to some of my deeper answers without that guidance. I've even had some coaches that have tried to get me to go deeper and I wasn't willing. So I can totally relate to people who aren't willing. Because that depth, I think, is required to get the effect that you're describing. Do you recognize when your clients are kind of like on that surface level, they went with that first answer and how do you, how do you take them a little deeper or somebody's listening right now and they think, well, I mean, I want to lose weight because I want to be healthier or, you know, I want to be more consistent because I want to be less stressed mm -hmm. other than continuing to ask why. Cause a lot of times people will just say, I don't know. And then that's, that's the beginning of their work, not the end of it. Mm -hmm. For yourself, for your clients, for a listener, how can we get to that deeper why that so many people think might just not be there for them? Yeah. So I totally can sense when my clients aren't deep, right? Like I think <laughs> energy speaks louder than words could ever. And 
you know, I feel like when you're searching for something that, that is that meaningful, I'm not like a super emotional person, but I know that like in my clients or in myself, like I'm going to feel tears kind of like well up. Like I might not be bawling my eyes out, but I can feel it like inside my soul that this is something that matters. And I can sense that for my clients too. And so I think, you know, of course you have to be willing to go that deep. But, you know, having the perspective of what's more important than that, right? Than having something that gets you out of bed and drives you every single day and seeing it from that lens. Um, and then I think when I'm sensing that, or for the listeners who feel like there's their kind of surface level when it comes to what's important to them, there's a couple of tools that I like to use. One is asking, I forget where I read this, but asking why seven times. Mm-hmm. And that helps you like keep going and keep going. And when you don't think you have anything left, like going one, like, like one question deeper is going to take you back to what really, really matters. And so like journaling on that or taking yourself through that process. Um, And then the other piece is also, you know, going to the flip side. So sometimes people can be a little bit more motivated by the pain of something than the pleasure of something. Mm -hmm. So another great question to ask yourself or that I ask my clients is what happens if this doesn't happen? And taking that deep, right? So like what happens if you don't get out there and serve your purpose? And it's like, well, people won't be helped. Okay, well, what happens if that doesn't happen? Mm -hmm. It's like taking that seven layers deep as well is going to help you see both sides, right? The pleasure of it and what you really, really desire for yourself and your life and what's going to keep you motivated as well as the pain of what's going to happen if you don't do this. And I think Mm -hmm. for me personally, for a long time, I didn't know what was driving me and I had to try different things and I kind of stayed surface level with it. And I think that's also sometimes a part of the journey, like saying, I don't know, and then digging deeper and continuing to like come back to that is really important. But for me, like part of it was when my grandma passed away, like four years ago, five years ago, I think it was, I like, that was the first time for me that life had an end. And that is what really started to get me thinking about my life and my freedom and what I was creating and the legacy that I was creating and what I had left of her. And so, you know, I spent eight years or seven years trying to find my thing. And all of that led me to the perfect moment to really figure that out or the most imperfect moment, I guess, to really dig deep and figure that out. That helped me like drive forward. But I think what's important about that is that I kept coming back to it. So like I would kind of scoot it under the rug and pretend like I didn't care anymore. I'm just going to live life this way or keep doing things the way I was, but then it would keep bubbling up to the surface. And so I think sometimes it's going to happen, but like really being aware and coming back to it and noticing what's bubbling up for you is going to keep pulling you back in until you really dig that deep to find something that's going to push you forward. I agree. And that has been very true for me what I've noticed recently and would encourage people who maybe have been connected to a meaningful why for a long time is being open to the fact that it, it will change and it should change. And this is something that's been very real for me since finding out that I was pregnant, like everything shifts and that's not a bad thing. That is a fact of life thing. So when you, you might have a sense of this that has been driving you for a while, but if and when it starts to not resonate anymore, which I think happens for all of us, you know, I know you and I have been in different seasons of drive and desire. If it doesn't feel like 
it's helping you, it's serving you, it's moving you, acknowledge that it might have shifted and we just need to uncover the new one. That has been so real for me. That's so good because I think for, I think for like the duration of the start of my business, I was driven by kind of the same thing. And I think it did kind of like, it smacked me in the face where I was like, I don't feel as motivated by this anymore because I kind of achieved a new level and the same things that were driving the car weren't driving the car anymore. And it it did take like a reorientation period Mm -hmm. of figuring out what that next thing is. So I love that you shared that because I think sometimes I don't think that's talked about enough that like your why is going to shift and you're going to reach new levels and something else is going to be driving it forward because it can feel like, again, back to what we talked about at the beginning, like what's wrong with me? Why is the same thing motivating me? Why am I not getting out of bed with the same fire that I used to have instead of just being like, I've been led here for a reason. Like let's dig deep again and see what's happening below the surface. And that happens in every aspect of life too. I remember it was roundabout, like I had maybe lost 120 pounds or something like that. And then what I had been doing wasn't working anymore. And I thought like, what's wrong with me? What have I done? It doesn't work anymore. And I started to like make myself quite a victim of that circumstance. And I think that's when people are likely to quit. Mm-hmm. Whether it is the strategy that you were using doesn't work anymore, isn't producing the same results, or the mindset that you had that had been driving you doesn't anymore. That's when so many people quit when in reality, expect it to change. It will always change. Be on the lookout for that. There's nothing wrong with you or wrong with your approach, but we change and we go through different seasons and that is so welcome. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. hundred percent. So how do you help people get into action? Because we can have clarity. I know why I want this and I really want it. And I, I know from my experience, and this is why I get so passionate about talking about it. There was nothing I wanted more when I was 350 pounds. Like I just wanted that to not be my life with such a burning desire. And I could have gone 700 levels deep. And yet there was still a daily struggle to execute. Mm -hmm. And I've found that to be true in business. I found that to be true in relationships. What are some tools that you use in your own life or you use with clients to get into action, especially in those moments when you're like, nah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I think the first thing that comes up for me is helping them work on seeing like just trying something is going to like help and feel good. Right. Again, like once we kind of work through like letting go of failure, letting go of your, what you do, meaning anything about you and just see like, this is just an opportunity to try something. And I, it's kind of like, what is it? Newton's law, like an object in motion stays in motion. I think sometimes like just saying, okay, like what's one small step like you can start taking today, like not with the expectation of whether it's going to like get a result or anything, just with the like intention that I'm just going to try to, I'm just going to take this step to start getting myself in a forward moving like motion so that I can start to collect information. So I think that's the, one of the one piece, one piece that I use with my clients and with myself even. Um, I think the other thing, when you do start, stop making the action about getting a specific result, especially when you're stuck and just make it more about 
becoming the person you need to become. Again, I think it makes the action a little bit less um, scary and just more like, okay, kind of, I mean, the piggybacking off of what I said first, it's just like starting to evolve and try different things. Mm -hmm. Because I think one of the biggest reasons why we don't take action is because of the fear or something attached to what happens when we do take the action. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think one of the biggest things too is, I mean, obviously we both mentor, coach people, help people with this, but like, I think hiring somebody who is going to help you have those training wheels on to create those habits or to really get into that action is really important. Like I think about it like this, you know, whatever the say, like it's 30 days to create a habit. I actually think it can be somewhat longer because it's really about changing the way that you're making decisions. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you kind of, when you're a kid, you don't just go from riding a four wheeler bike to riding a two wheeler bike, right? Like there are training wheels. And that is to help you evolve and, you know, be able to ride a two-wheeler two two bike or whatever. Um, and so I think, like, hiring somebody and, and getting the help you need and getting the support you need to help hold you accountable to start to take that action and come back and look at what you're doing and look at what's blocking you is really, really important. Like, for me, the, the decision of hiring coaches is when I, like, am like, okay, like, even when I, my like willpower or my desire kind of fails me, I'm getting some training wheels and I'm recruiting help to make sure that this is going to happen, to make sure that I have the support that I need and the accountability that I need to keep moving forward. Have you noticed along these lines of having a coach that it wasn't really a thing 15 years ago or really even 10 years ago, and now it's really a thing? And I would love your your take on that because I've talked to many people who think that it's just a function of it being a fad or it being trendy. I don't feel that way at all. Like admittedly, when I was in my 20s, I didn't know anybody in my circle who had a coach. Like unless you were an athlete, you didn't have a coach. Period. And certainly growing up my parents never had coaches or mentors, but I also do not think it's a fad. I think this is a forever forward, always advancing thing. What's your take on that? I love that we're talking about this. I literally had this conversation with somebody last night. Um, I 100% agree with you. I believe that we are now in like the, whatever you want to call it, like the time of the world when we get to think about creating our best lives and going after what we really want. Like even 50 years ago, we were like, things were different and we had to focus on not necessarily survival, but learning how to thrive and, and figure things out. And I think today as like humans, we are at a level where we are only going to keep growing and evolving and things are going to get even more, um, simpler where we have now the opportunity to focus on our happiness. Yeah. and to focus on our growth and to focus on living our best lives when that wasn't a re really a reality even 50 years ago, 100 years ago. And so in my mind, like there's that piece. And then the other piece is that as humans, we will always have the functions of our brain of fear and all of these pieces to protect us and keep us alive and keep us like growing. And so in my mind, it's like the human mind will always operate the way that it does 
And I love this idea that if you don't have kind of control over your mindset and what you're doing, it's literally like an untrained child kind of wreaking havoc on your life. So in my mind, it's like, we're never going to get like, we're never, we're, I don't feel like we're going to go backwards when it comes to growth and, and creating more for ourselves. And we are always going to need like the, the tools and the resources to keep evolving our minds to create results. And so to me, it's like, this is just the start of coaching. Like who knows what it's going to look like in a hundred years, because I think we're just going to keep evolving and we're just going to keep wanting more. I agree with you. I think it's never been easier to create the life that you design for yourself. Whereas our parents' generation, or even when I got out of college, it was very much, this is a track, or this is a track. And more and more, there just aren't tracks. It's whatever you decide that you want it to be. And just like we wouldn't think it would be wise to say, yes, I have this child let them figure out how to read and do math on their own. That would just be unwise. Now that we are in a day and age where there are still some traditional tracks, but there's options for no track, create the life you want. It would be unwise to try to figure it all out for yourself, which I find extremely exciting. Oh my gosh. I, I love thinking about the future of coaching and the future of humans too. Cause I think over time we will evolve, Yeah, but you know, again, it's, I thank, thank God for the way our human, our human minds operate because we need it to like drive a car without thinking about it and doing all these things. But again, some of those functions do not serve us. And I think this is just the tip of the iceberg for what we're going to be able to create as humans and what coaching is going to be able to do for individuals and society as a whole. And you are not only a coach of others, but you have coaches for yourself. Yeah. I, I truly like, and again, I obviously drink the Kool-Aid, but like, I, I don't think I'll ever not have a coach in my life. Like, I feel the same no, way. No matter what area, like maybe I'm going to be focusing on thriving in my relationship more or thriving and continuing to grow my business. Right. It like might change one day when I become a mom, it might be like, okay, I want to feel like I can have a harmony in my life. I just think that you are, no matter how big you think, no matter how many tools you had or you have, it's like, it's hard to create solutions with the same brain that creates the problem and having someone's outside perspective and also like leading the way and helping you expand your mind. is like, it's a requirement to me now. I, I cannot imagine not having a coach. I feel the same way. Once I experienced a good coach and like everything, there are coaches that, that aren't good, period. Yeah. Hard Far stuff. Entries low for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But once I experienced the upside of having a good coach, I feel the same way. I will never be without a coach, acknowledging that sometimes it might be a coach for my physical body. Sometimes it might be a coach for my mental health. Sometimes it might be a coach for my business or my relationship, um, potentially motherhood. But I am so 100% with you there. And I understand that that can be harder to see if you haven't experienced a coach, but like dive in the waters warm, you know, like that sort of thing. The potential upside is no matter how much you spend, the potential upside is going to be greater than the potential downside. 
Yeah. I like in my mind, you know, we all do these things to plan for our future, right? Like everyone's telling you invest in, you know, save your money, invest in a 401k, like go to college. You know, a lot of people like think that's the way to go. And in my mind, there is no like better place to invest your money than you and your mind. Because at the end of the day, that is the thing that is going to be creating all of the, all of the payoff in your life. Like, it's like, I love this example of, you know, insurance, for example, like we pay money to protect these assets and these things um, because of how much value they have. And it's like, if you really think about it, us as the human, the one that's driving the entire like car of your life and the results you're creating, like what better place to invest your money than there? That's going to be what creates the ripple effect of every result you create, create in your life. Yeah. In every aspect of your life. I I am one trillion percent with you on that. Tell folks where they can connect with you and learn more about you because I know you've got a mastermind. You've got an incredible podcast. I will link to everything in the show notes over at primalpotential.com. But how can people get more Lindsay Mango in their lives? Yeah. So I do have a podcast. It's called Soul CEO. It is, I do, I'm going to be changing the name. So you can just look up Lindsay Mango for that. Um, but my favorite place to hang out is on Instagram. I love IG. Uh, my handle is at Lindsay Mango underscore. Um, it's just so I, I get to interact with people there. I really get to like use my creativity. So that's just one of my favorite places. So you can definitely find me there. Awesome. I will link all of that up in the show notes. Any final words? Like if you could speak directly to listeners right now and cut right to their heart. Is there a message that you would want to leave them with today? Yes. My, I believe like your heart or your life is on the line when it comes to anything that you want to create. Now, I know some of you might be thinking like my, my actual livelihood isn't on the line, but when you think about it, like the quality of your life and what you're creating in every single aspect is impacting like what you're creating. And in my mind, it's like, there is no worse thought to me than getting to the end of my life, looking back and thinking I could have done more. I could have done something differently had I made different decisions. And so in my mind, like the thing that really changed for me and hopefully for all of you listening is when I started to realize like just finding my passion wasn't about just about finding my passion. It was my life was literally on the line. Like the memories I would create in my life was on the line. And that's true for whatever aspect of your life you're wanting to work on. It is impacting all of it. And like, there is nothing more important than that. Yeah. We talk about a major takeaway. This is not something we want to wait until tomorrow. This is not something that's kind of take it or leave it. This is the quality of your life. These are the opportunities of your life. Lindsay, thank you so much. I think that the audience is in a clearer place because of what you shared today. So thank you for giving us your time and your energy. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Elizabeth. Seriously, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash 
join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.